Greetings citizens, this is Dan from Melbourne, and welcome to the third episode of the Meltdown Podcast. After my last fortnightly chat with Jose from Valhalla Cinema about self-indulgence, I thought I'd have a chat with my own mother as a Mother's Day special. Enjoy. Okay, so first off, if you could please introduce yourself. My name is Isabel Machuca. Mm -hmm. And who are you? Why am I interviewing you? Oh, I'm your mother. Ah, the Mother's Day special. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, now first off, you're um, a migrant a migrant to Melbourne. So when and why did you migrate to, to Australia, to Melbourne? Uh, we we arrived on the 23rd of November, 1974. Okay. And uh, we came to Australia uh, more or less for uh, to give the children uh, some English, okay. some education in English, uh, for us to learn English as well. But uh, we wanted to go back in two years, but uh, that never, never happened. Okay. We stayed in Australia. And, um, and what was your first impression of Australia, given that it was over 35 years ago? Uh, oh, it was uh, very open mm-hmm. and clean. That was the, the first impression we had. I guess we should say, where did you migrate from? What was, oh, we, where did you come from? We migrated from Chile, mm-hmm. in South America. Yeah. And that was during Pinochet, is that right? That's right, yes. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so that wasn't a, 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 our decision to come to Australia wasn't an politi- it has nothing to do with politics. Okay. Yes, so it's just with that. purely for work and uh, for education? That's right, yes. yes. That's why we wanted to go back, because mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with uh, Pinochet or the regime at the time. Okay. Yeah. And um, so how much English could you speak when you first came no, to no. Australia? And, um, and how did you acclimatize, or how did you start learning and, and becoming uh, involved? Uh, because we came to a host, uh, migrant hostel, very mm-hmm. big known, yeah. and the English classes were provided. So that was the way to, to learn some English in order to work or to study afterwards. Mm-hmm. Were those classes free, or were they...? They were free. They were, yes, they were free. Okay. And did, did those classes for you and Dad and for... the I guess Pablo and sis, my siblings. And they as well. were too little, so they were like in a crutch at okay. the time. And they, we, both of us were studying for a little while. Mm-hmm. And then your dad uh, started working. He mm-hmm. was a tram conductor. Yeah. He, with no English whatsoever. How he managed, I don't know. Yeah. Just needed the point, I guess. <laughs> and yeah. um, so, how old were, were your were your two children then? Then how old? Were uh, Marie Isabel was uh, four, mm-hmm. and Pablo was two. Okay, so very very little. Very young, yeah. So, um, so they wouldn't have known much Spanish, or yes, Isabel. Uh, neither of them had started primary school, obviously, mm-hmm. and uh, Isabel uh, started some sort of a, a kinder, at kinder the, uh, yeah, at the at the migration center, mm-hmm. and uh, after that, when we moved out, he started a primary school. So, what was the living situation in the hostel where you were staying? We had our own rooms, our private uh, bathrooms, and uh, the uh, laundries were communal, so everyone shared the, the laundry facilities, mm-hmm. and the dining rooms as well. Okay. So we all ate together. So you, didn't, so you didn't cook individually? As the no, large... we didn't have the uh, kitchen facilities, no. Who ran the hostel in that uh, case? The government. Okay, it was an immigration yeah. department. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And so it, it, I guess it wouldn't be anything like a current backpackers or still we have a whole bunch of people crammed in No, no, together. no, they were all, they were all migrant people. Okay. We were all in the same situation. Mm-hmm. So you were only going to stay for a short period, for two years? That's right. Um, I, I guess why did that plan change? And uh, how difficult was the situation? Because you didn't have much family 
here we didn't have anybody here at all, mm -hmm. and we didn't speak English at all. So uh, at the beginning was very hard, and um, it's, it was lonely because I was very close to my family. Mm -hmm. I used to ring my mother every day. But um, but why did that change, or why did you decide to stay in Australia? Um, because to... uh, one of the problems, uh, your dad was over 30 years old, and so it would have been very difficult for him to buy to go back to work okay. in, back in Chile. So that was the main reason. Mm -hmm. So it was, uh, we, even later on, we wanted to go back, but they always thinking of uh, the family the as a whole. It would have been very, very difficult to do that, so we decided to stay. So work here relatively, was relatively easy to get? It was, yes, yes, it was mm -hmm. no problem to find you. Uh, your dad was working, and, and then I, I was studying. Mm -hmm. I decided to study nursing at okay. Royal Melbourne Hospital, so I did a one-year course. And uh, that was a bit difficult too because we was in very limited English, so I had to learn things by heart yeah. to, because it was all written exams and all. So it wasn't easy with two children at home, and, but I uh, managed. I managed. Yeah. I, have to, I, have to, I have to point out it's, it's hard for us to speak completely in English because you and I may drop in the occasional Spanish like you just did, just by reflex. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so you, had, so you had that time at work. So when did you start this course then? Was that after the two years or...? Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, well, three years in Australia when I, I did my... I mm. had to learn some English first in order to to be able to to do, to do my course. And I was accepted. Mm -hmm. I had a qualifications, you know, in Chile. You were a nurse uh, in Chile. No, not a nurse. I wasn't a nurse, but mm -hmm. enough qualification to apply for the, the for course this here. course. Yeah. Okay. And, um, and did you, was it... Given that there was a lot of immigration at that time, did we, was your lack of English a very big problem, or is it something that you could, that you were able to work around with your supervisors and your teachers? Or um, no, my I was the only two of us. There was another uh, was another girl from Malaysia, mm -hmm. but she had uh, Malaysia was a, a, a language she had at home mm. when she was studying, so that was the, really the only one who didn't speak English yeah. well. But the, and there was no difference with the other ones. I had to do the, the work and the, my exams and everything else as everybody else. Hmm. So no, no special favors. Yeah, I can imagine not. No. And um, so dad moved from, or your husband moved from being a tram driver to working in a car factory after that, is that right? Yeah, that's right. He was a quality control inspector at the hmm. Repco. Hmm. It was a, a car parts hmm. and that, yeah. Okay. That where he, he was working after that. Yeah. So, I mean, this has all happened over a very, very long time. I mean, how, how would you say things have changed if you were to come to Australia now? Or how, how have things changed if you were to... I think now it's much more dif uh, difficult for people to find jobs. Mm -hmm. You have to be qualified and you have to speak English mm -hmm. in order to find jobs. I mm -hmm. think every, uh, at the time past, every time, it's uh, harder to find jobs for people. And so over time, so at regardless time. of government, it sounds like it would be, it's been getting harder and harder. Yeah. Mm -hmm. At that time it was easy, you know, mm. you would see signs everywhere, people wanted, you know. Mm. But uh, after that, uh, at the moment you don't see any way, you know, uh, signs uh, for the for job. Oh. Very, very rarely that's for the, maybe um, in cafes and places yeah, like that. Yeah, I was going to say, I see them a lot yeah. in hospitality. But, 
Hospitality, um, you'll, you'll find it, but in, not in, in other, other jobs. Oh, yeah, and hospitality tends to be the, the French backpackers who have <laughs> <That's> <laughs> tried right. to find yeah. some work oh, and get students. away with English. Yeah. Okay. So over all that time, there's been, a lot of, there's been a lot of changes as well. I mean, would you, if you were to come to Ch- from Chile to Melbourne now, would you still have chosen to stay? Or would you, or you don't oh, know? I it's, don't know, it's hard because to there's so many ends. years, you know, and the age and all that is, you have to take into account. Mm. It's not easy. When you're young, you can do anything. You put your heart into it. Mm. But uh, when the time passes, it's different. You have to, to think of other factors. Yeah. Yeah. Had, yeah. So it's, it's difficult. And, um, I mean, you've just come back from a, Ch- from a trip to Chile as well. I guess how much has that country changed since you first left it? Oh, you can find anything. I say, you know, it was like it everywhere else. Everything is made in China. Yep. Even in in Chile, the same thing. Before you used to get a, you know, very good quality leather goods in Chile. Now it's very hard to find them mm. because uh, the the market uh, had taken the Chinese market had taken over because it's so much cheaper. Yeah. Yeah, so the cheap so commodities are taking over. That's right. Over. The clothing is the same thing. Yeah. You know, every, everywhere you go, you can you find things made in China. It's like here. Oh, well, it's starting to change here a bit, I think. I mean, you know, you've got stores like H&M, which I, have, I need to take you to, where there's a lot of very cheap clothes that have been made as cheaply as possible. But you've also got a real turn towards homemade things and stuff like that made by local people. Mm. Um so I think that's starting to change in Melbourne, and maybe that'll. I hope, I hope it does because mm. it's, uh, I think the, so many factories and uh, companies has moved from Australia to other countries because uh, mm. uh, it's so much cheaper. Everyone, uh, everyone's looking for a cheaper bottom line. Yeah, yeah. No, I would agree with that. Now, um, the other thing is, well, you've recently moved from outer, no public transport, no amenities, burbs to much more inner city. Yeah. Um, how are you? What do you think of that change, or how are you finding that change? Oh, so much better now because, especially having public transport at the door, yeah. I can go anywhere I want. Mm. I don't have to take the car. I have rarely drive the. I drive. Uh, I've driven the car lately mm. because I don't need to. Before, before I had to because I didn't have a. Uh, There's no other option. Uh, I, I didn't have an option. So mm. anyway, when I had to take the car with me. And you're able to get to almost any amenity, it sounds, it feels like as well. Like you can go to the library and things like that. Yeah. Here I can even walk to the library if I, if I want to, if I feel very energetic. <laughs> if you feel like taking, you're taking your poor dog Charlotte, who's currently uh, sitting at my feet. But if I take content. the tram at the door, I can just, you know, get off at the, at the, at the library. It's a stop just in front of the library. No, it's, well, it's so much like, easier mm. now. Yeah, everything is so close. And, um, and what would you like to see more of to make you want to go into the city more? Like, what would you like to see change or what would make it a friendlier I, place? I don't know. I don't know. I think it's, it's good enough as it is. can't yeah. see if any... You go to it often enough? You don't need to have another reason to go? No, I can't see anything, you know, to change anything as good as it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And um, did you have any other comments or things that you'd like to say to the public in general? <laughs> No, Anything? that uh, if uh, you're talking about, uh, you know, uh, being a migrant, if mm. I saw any racism or anything, mm. not at all, not at all. When I was at school, most people were Australians, mm-hmm. and my neighbours were all Australians. And we, I, everybody was very friendly. I never have any 
body looking down on me because I wasn't I didn't speak English you or no, I was different no I don't know like it's in saying that uh, the big thing for me is that you're also we're also we are also very white so we probably don't get it as much uh, as yeah, the, the, the people because, are obviously yeah. not no, it's born true here. because uh, my friend you know Claire she's from, she from uh, uh, Mauritius. Mauritius and mm. she's dark and her children had, uh, had problems at school because of their skin color. Yeah. Uh, it could be a reason that we were different color. <laughs> yeah. And that's I remember, uh, Vinish remember Vinish. He was a student we, we had. Who was I know Vinish, but who, who is Vinish? You tell... He, with an interchange student yeah. from Malaysia, living with us for a year. But his background was Indian, wasn't it? His background, mm. he was very, very dark. Mm-hmm. And when he said... Uh, because uh, he looked at us and he's uh, no different with the Australian because our skin was so light. Yeah. But the, but we never, I never had any problem Troubles. with. All right. Well, um, well, I might leave it there then. This is a short one today, but thank you very much. No problem. You're welcome. All right. That's it for this episode. If you have any feedback, suggestions for a future guest, or an architectural plan on a residential building that does not have to be built on top of an existing icon, head to meltdown.com and click contact me. Have a good one.